Yo, 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 what's good, baby? This is your boy, Flint Flossy. F. Floss, Flint Flow Double International. I want to say salutations and Flossy vibrations to all my Flossians out there. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great, y'all. In fact, cue my audience. Yeah. I like that. Uh huh. That's right. That's right. I know you hear those cheers. I know you hear them cheering. You know they cheering for you. You know you great. Those who are listening, those who are watching, you know you great. You know you are a winner. You know you a winner. You know you a winning mother. Do I got to sing it for you? You winning motherfucker. You winning motherfucker. I'm feeling good, y'all. I'm feeling great. Got a little wine in my system. You know I'm a lightweight. You visit deals with me. But I have to set the mood right. You know, get the mood right. You know what I'm saying? I get the mood right. All right, so check this out, y'all. This came to me while I was talking to a friend, right? Now, we speak occasionally. um, But when we do speak, I'm always talking him through a dilemma he's going through or... A situation he's unhappy with, you know? And I noticed something. Like, all these dilemmas and situations is starting to be the same. You know, all sound the same, right? Now, I don't mind being the consoling friend, you feel me? Like, nah, I'm, I'm not bringing this up because I'm, like, tired of it. Nah, that's, you know, some friends do, you feel me? But, you know, I like to analyze shit. Y'all know how I do, you know what I mean? I noticed a pattern or something that we all can be guilty of. When do we draw the line between venting and feeling sorry for ourselves? You feel me? Now, venting is healthy. Like, we all human. Everybody needs to vent. You feel me? That we all do. Like, it's, we human. We all go through shit. But when does venting become feeling sorry for ourselves? If we're venting with no action, are we just being comfortable with our uncomfortable situation? You feel me? Like, finding comfort and being able to say, I'm not the one to blame for my fucked up situation. Or, uh, it's just my bad luck. It's just my bad luck, you know? And let me be clear. I'll never be that person to say, get over it, you know? Or, you know you have those people that, <laughs> you be hearing on TV and shit saying like, if you don't like your life, you just grab it by the bootstraps and you just grab life by the horns. You change your life. You know, like you just change it. It's it's your control. You just do it. Like, listen, motherfucker, really, really, motherfucker, like, is that easy? Like, I understand. Like, <laughs> I think that's kind of like an insensitive approach because, um, you know, me personally, man, I just try to see things from people's perspective. You know, everybody has their own way of healing. You feel me? But what I am saying is that there has to be a point where we acknowledge when we're feeling sorry for ourselves and we take steps towards a solution. You know, I'm not saying, yeah, solve it, motherfucker. Like, nah, I'm saying like steps, attempt to take steps because there's power in thought, like I always say. And a lot of times we don't realize that we do have more control than we actually think because we're so lost in that moment of feeling sorry for ourselves. 
and being comfortable in our uncomfortable situation. Not looking at the cards we're dealt and just like, yo, what am I going to do? I got to work what I got. You feel me? Let me tell you a little bit about myself. My life wasn't easy at all. In fact, it was pretty motherfucking rough. Um, my parents were immigrants from West Africa, Ghana. I grew up in the Bronx, New York. And coming up as a child, I experienced so much shit from like discrimination because of my ethnicity, colorism because of my my dark skin tone. Uh, just a lot of shit. I can't fit in one motherfucking podcast. Me coming up in the Bronx wasn't a jogging candy land, you know? <laughs> like, I had to walk past one of the worst projects in New York every day to go to school. I got stories for days. That's for another podcast. You know, it was, it was, it was a lot. I'm the youngest of four boys. And when I was about 11 years old, I lost one of my big brothers. They found him in the subway dead. Like, died a horrible death. And it fucked me up. It fucked me up. To this day, I get chills. You feel me? Like, it had a big effect on me as a kid coming up. There were so many questions. I didn't know if he was murdered. I don't know. There were so many questions. It fucked me up. It was rough. So I found a lot of comfort and joy in being creative. You feel me? Like, whether it was music. Or or dancing or, you know, drawing or just cartoons. And that's why y'all know me like, you know, cartoons and comics is such a big part of my life because it was my joy. You know what I mean? So I was an artsy kid in the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? When when people were getting jumped into gangs and, you know, you know, living that gang life and shit like I was dancing and and <laughs> you know what I mean, like writing and shit. Well, people accepted me because I was just being me, you know. So a lot of so people gravitated towards me because I was being real. I was being authentic. They always respected that. Yo, you just a real. You like you a real nigga, man. You just real, man. So they respected that. So of course, you know, it, it, people gravitated towards me. You know, especially girls. You know what I mean. <laughs> but I still got put down a lot. I got put down a whole lot. People told me that dancing shit ain't gonna work. Shit was whack. Shit corny. There was one dude in particular, right? I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you this story about uh let's just say his name is Tommy. You know. Let's call him uh I shall I say stinky Tommy. I mean, not only did his attitude stink, but um his breath, his hygiene wasn't the best. His breath was like picture it being 110 degrees outside and you stuck. In a small kitchen with no windows, and a chef is frying, is is deep frying doo doo, and making urine margaritas. That's this motherfucker's breath. Terrible. He was just a hater. He was the biggest hater, man. I had a lot of haters, but he just stood out because it's just like you come with a some new shoes to school. The girls be like, ah, oh, okay, I see you. I see you with your, you looking good. You looking good. He come I got this. <laughs> They're okay. I'm like, really, bro? Really? Really? You know? Or I got a new girlfriend or people hear that. 
We hear about one of my escapades. Oh, you got know, you know, Flo's got another girlfriend. You did you see? Did you see? Like, I don't. How do you get all these girls? I don't see what they see in you. Like, how do you get these girls? I'm like, really, bro? Really? I wanted to smack the turkey stuffing out his ass one time, but you know, I played it cool. Well, let me tell you this one time. I'll never forget. It's like senior year high school, right? And it's like almost, it's like one of the last, you know, last week, senior week and shit, you know? Then, you know, we're all asking each other, like, what college you going to? What you going to do? Everybody's saying, yeah, I'm going to here and I'm going to pursue medicine. I'm going to go here and I'm pursue, you know, be a lawyer. And, you know, then it comes to me, right? And like, what what, what you going to do, Flo? I said, you know, I'm going to really pursue this dancing shit. I'm going to really go hard with the dancing. And stinky Tommy ass in the back says out loud in front of everybody. That dancing shit ain't going to get you nowhere. You're not going to make money from that bullshit. It's going to get you nowhere. <laughs> Motherfucking stinky time. The bell rang just in time. Like I said, I'm going to smack the turkey stuffing out of his ass, man. But I played it cool. Now, I tell y'all all of this not to just let you know that, you know, I've been through, some, I've been through a lot of shit. Like, <laughs> like I said, can't even fit on one podcast. But... What if I had listened to Stinky Tommy and I didn't produce and I didn't push through and keep dancing, you know, and keep creating? Yeah, granted, I was in situations I had no control of by people hating on me and telling me I can't do this or whatever. But I knew after a while, I realized, I said, this is the hand I'm dealt. I acknowledge this is the hand I'm dealt. And I got to do something. I got to work what I got. That's what I told myself. I got to work what I got. This is what it is. This is how I'm going to look. This is how I'm going to be. Like, this is you. This is you, Floor. So I acknowledged it. And I didn't feel sorry for myself. And I said, fuck it. Kept the party going. I believe there's so much greatness out there. So much greatness out there for you. All right? We just can't let bad experiences stifle us. You know? Or... Just living bad moments. We gonna go through our ups and downs, like, <laughs> like for real. I may feel the way tomorrow, you know. But it's all right to have your moments, but just don't live in it. Cause once you're living it, it'll go from venting to you not taking action, to you complaining about the same shit, to you just feeling sorry for yourself. And who's really who <laughs> when you? When, once you say fuck it, and you feel sorry for yourself, and you just drown in your own self-doubt, who's who's the winner? Who's the real loser? Really, think about it. If I said, I'm not going to dance, no, fuck it. Yeah, they right. What if I really listen to Stinky Tommy? Y'all wouldn't have seen, did I mention I like to dance? Y'all wouldn't have seen Smang It. Y'all wouldn't have seen, y'all treat me like a part. None of them shits, because I'd have stopped. I'd have stopped creating, because I'd have listened to everybody telling me it's corny. Like, oh, that shit lame. Like, you, you're not going to get in the way with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Playing me. That's what it is, man. I'm just talking my shit. I'm just talking my shit. Oh, my. Oh. Cue my audience. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. That's right. 
That's right. So there it is, baby. Another episode of the Flint Flossy Podcast. Or shall I say, the Floss Cast. You know, I like to add my twang on that thing. You know how I do. Oh, shit. Feeling good. All right? Make sure y'all stay posted like sticky notes on that Instagram. Real Flint Floors. Follow. Real Flint Floors on Twitter. Real Flint Floors on Facebook. Go on that website, flintflossy.com. Always got new shit on there, new tour dates and everything. All right? Gonna be in your city soon with the homies, with the fam. Go on that website, get that new book. Also, Turn Lights, Lemons, and Milkshakes. Make sure you got that if you don't already. All right? Listen, F. Floors, over and out. Till next time, baby, I'm out. Mm-hmm.